0: 24 hours a day. Radio Contact.
1: To this week's Devil the Detail podcast, I'm Rob Pax, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join me in the the show this week, as ever. We have Paul Whiteside. Just put my teeth back in, Paul. How was your week, mate?
2: Yeah, it's been good up to now, Rob. Yeah, I had a bit of time away with my family at the weekend. It was my dad's birthday on Friday night. He got a nice present with his beating leads and then we, we, me and my dad drove up to um, to see the family in, oh, near Scarborough for my mum's birthday on Monday. So we had a nice weekend up there and it was nice to get the, the win. And it's good to be in the studio together at Salford City Radio. We've got a nice posh studio to do it in today rather than on the old Skype. So I'm looking forward to a good show. Yeah, it's different when we're both in the same room, Paul. It uh, adds that bit of personal touch, I think, obviously, over Skype's great. But it's great being in the same room as well. No, it's nice to meet. You. We don't see a lot of each other, do we? No. And on match days when we do see each other, we're all dead busy, aren't we, doing stuff? So, no, it's nice to be in the same room. And like I said, we've got an action-packed show, haven't we? Lots going on, interviews and whatever, so it should be a good show.
1: Yeah, so what we got on this week's show? We look back at the victory against Leeds Rhinos at weekend. We've got Adam Walker, we've got Tyrone McCarthy, we've got Ian Watson in coach's corner, we've got Paul Whiteside's amateur report. all the big news coming out of South the Devils this week and then we're going to preview the game against Hawkinson Road with the Challenge Cup game uh, on Saturday, Paul. Excited
2: for that? Certainly am, Rob, yeah. If we can get through this one, it's going to be a very tough game. We're into the quarter-final, so really excited for this match. You know, Challenge Cup's the holy grail of rugby league and you know if we can get the, the victory, it's going to be really exciting getting in that, eight, that last eight draw. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting. So let's uh, start
1: with a victory against uh, Leeds Rhinos uh, last weekend. You're listening to Devil in the Beach. This is your big match review. So, the so Devils were victorious against Leeds Rhinos, 28 points to
2: 16. Paul, good win for Ian Watson's men. Yeah, it certainly was, Robbie. You know, it's a long overdue win against Leeds. You know, earlier this season. We got the defeat, defeated by Leeds at home by by a big score. And I think Ian Watson, you know, we wanted to put things right. The players wanted to put things right on, on Friday against the Leeds side that have misfired a bit this season. But they've still got some, some big players there, some international players and a lot of talent in that side. And we had to be on our game and we had to start fast on, on Friday night against Leeds. And we did. We got the result. I, th- I think, you know, being honest, I think we could have scored a few more points against them. You know, they we were there for the taking, really. But, you know, they're, they're still a good side. and We got the result. And I think that's what it was about for me, the two points. And uh, especially backing up after the London game, Game as well, two wins on the spin now. sits so us in sixth place in the table. We've got 14 points already at the start of May. We only got 14 points all last season, I think, if I'm not uh, mistaken. So it's been a really solid start to the season. We've got the the break for the Challenge Cup now, but uh, but yeah, a, a good result. And uh, you know, with, with with what's happened today with David Ferner getting the sack, you know, uh, we've we uh, we've had a bit of an influence in that, I think.
0: Yeah, it's not the first
1: time that's happened, Paul. The teams get beat against us, usually they do sack the coach. Uh, but it's obviously a good sign for us, obviously. We've been there before when coaches get sacked. It's not always the right answer, is it? And if Lee's Rhinos do continue their form, because they looked bang average on, 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 on Friday, Paul, and I do worry for them because they haven't got a, a playmaker of sorts to, to, to make the magic happen. Obviously, Richie Myler, um, he's, he's their main go-to man, but he's more of a runner than a maker. Uh, so it's it's interesting to see what happens there.
2: You look clueless in, in times in that game but they never really looked like a until I think it was soon who, who made that mistake towards the end of the first half and, and they, they gave him a sniff and I think the scoreline flattered Leeds if I'm honest I thought it was mile, a Miles' better side and I think it was Chef Walker who was on their coach I think he did more running than the, the entire Leeds side he kept coming on and I think he was supposed to be the water carry but he seemed to do more metres than any Leeds, Leeds player so they did seem to perk up a bit when they brought Brad Dwyer on the hooker and he, he caused us a bit of trouble there and they, I wouldn't say they got back into the game but they gave us a bit of a nervous sort of 10 minutes towards the end there but you know, it was it was a good solid performance from us and the forwards were outstanding I thought Adam Walker was, was tremendous the two tries he scored he's given us an extra dimension going forward he's such a big man such a powerful man and uh, you know in the 2017 season, we had a big go-to man in Ben Murdoch Macilady, who was weighing in with tries and causing teams all sort of problems. And Adam's not not the same sort of player as him in a, in a way. He's more of a prop forward, but he's that guy who can sort of skittle defenders and gives gives teams a lot to think about. So uh, he was excellent, as the rest of the forwards were as well on on Friday night. I think that's where the game was won for us.
1: Yeah, obviously Salford's lineup was as follows: now Evans at fullback, Jake Billet, Jake Bibby, Kristin Inu, Chris Welland, Daryl Olfertz, Rob Louis, Jackson Hastings, Lee Mossop, Joey Lucic, Gil Dudson, Josh Jones, George Griffin and loose forwards Greg Burke on the bench. Adam Walker, Tyrone McArthur, Ben Nackenby and Dan Murray. Ian Watson going with four forwards on the bench, uh, Paul. Obviously has
2: faith in Joey Lucic playing 80 minutes and needs a uh, decision-proved well. He certainly did, yeah. Joey Lusick, you get big minutes out of him. He's got a tremendous engine. Um, you know, Josh Wood is in there and Logan Tompkins as well. But Joey Lusick's made that, that hooker spot his own at the moment. I think you've got a big, big credit to George Griffin and Josh Jones as well. Again, 80 minute performances from those two guys, and uh, you know they, they they're consistent performers every week. George Griffin's improved out of sight as this season's gone on. I thought he was a bit ropey early on in the earlier games, but now he's really made that second row spot his own, and he's probably going to be one of the first players on on the team sheet. Jackson Hastings and Robert Louis, I thought, were great on Friday night. They really out muscled the Leeds the lead side. I mean, Lola here, the halfback for Leeds, has been misfiring this season, and uh, you know he played at a fullback, didn't he, on uh, on the on Friday night? Richie Myler looked a bit lost for me with Liam Sutcliffe at, at standoff. That's that's where they're lacking to me. Leeds definitely half-back and uh, you know that that's that's a problem they need to solve. But for us. Really good performance all around. Good team performance. It was great to see Gil Dudson back in the side as well after he missed the London game after that uh, head knock he got against, uh, against Wigan Warriors. He was excellent again. Daniel Murray's maturing into a really top player. We mention him every week, don't we? And uh, Matt Flanagan. He keep, sorry, Matt Flanagan's been kept out of the side by Greg Burke, isn't he? Greg Burke's been tremendous at, at loose forward. So it was hard to, to pick out a, a star from that game, really, because there were so many good performances. And, uh, you know, it was it was a really good 80-minute performance.
1: Yeah, great, great start for Salford. Lee Mossup try, lovely kick uh, by Robbie Ruby, causing all kinds of chaos. And then we obviously doubled the lead. We have Adam Adam Walken going over, but Leeds did score just before half time. Paul, and, you know, at that point, a lot of Salford teams were in the past, and you know, built a bit, you know, suffered a bit of pressure, and Leeds would have scored. But we went the other way this time. Joe Lucic tried just after half time gave us a bit more
2: breathing space, and went on from there, didn't we? Yeah, we certainly did. It was it was vitally important. We scored that try in the second half, the first points. Because I remember saying to my dad at time, you know, if Leeds get the next try and get level, you know, they're right back in this game now. You, you could see it was in the balance, and you know, for all our dominance in the first half, to we only going in 12-6, I was disappointed really because we had dominated that game. Leeds had never looked like scoring; they looked rudderless on attack, and but for a mistake from Alpert, knocking the ball on, and that's what got Leeds back in the game. And it was frustrating really as well. And Obviously, in the second half, there was Christina knew again, put us under pressure, kicking the ball. That one a full get again from the kick off. I was spitting uh, chips with that one again, but no, we got right back in front. Joey Lussick as well with another trademark try. I mean, those, those tries he's scoring from from dummy half have become his, uh, you know, his, his forte this season. How many of those has he got? He's done really. Well. I think he's scored in four consecutive games now. He's got quite a long way to go. I think it was Tech sevens. I remember him scoring. Did he score out ten in a row at, at once and? There's been a few others as well, haven't they? Who scored a few, a few on the spin. We'll uh, have to check the, the old records. But you know, four on the bounce is a good start for a, for a hooker, anyway. And um, he's been excellent for us. And Adam Walker, then that second try he scored, he really powered over there, didn't he? And to see the South stand there and the, the passion he showed when he scored there. As we've just said on the radio tonight, Adam Walker's really fitted in at Salford. He's playing with a smile on his face. He looks really happy in the Salford shirt. And every week, he seems to add a little, little bit more to his game. And it impresses me every week, and he's getting better and better. Yeah,
1: I think it me, is me doing stats. It was um, Nathan McAvoy scored like nine on the spin. And I think uh, Dinkliff Bebley scored nine on the spin as well at one point. But obviously, you know, that's what it's all about. I suppose you, you come, you know, you get the ball... In, in space you get you get the tries but Joey Lucix in the middle of the, the action and he? he hasn't got you know space and time to make decisions and score tries but you know getting the run of tries is gonna make a big difference I think because obviously he's a danger man and people have to watch out for him. Um but yeah exciting times I think him I think the half backs well Rob Lewey and Jackson Hastings you know against Leeds you know totally dominated position totally dominated dominated play and it's important obviously in this situation that you know your half backs can take control of that and and make it happen and i think the
2: boys did they did and, and jackson nations controlled that sort of last 15 minutes of the game really i mean i know it was a couple of mistakes we let harry newman score that that try late on for for leeds but and ash hanley went over in the last sort of five or six minutes as well but we did control the game was was put to bed really by astin's you know his kicking game was tremendous there in that second half just a few lapses in concentration i felt that just gifted leeds two tries you know because it, the score was 28-6 wasn't it with 10 minutes to go and then they obviously got those two late tries. And as I said before, the scoreline flattered Leeds with really, and That was the disappointing thing. And I think Ian Watson was disappointed in that. You know, 28-6 would probably have been a fair score. 28-16 looks like Leeds have been in the game. But uh, they were never in that game. I thought it was excellent. And it's up to us now to carry this on into this, this weekend's game against Hawkingston Rovers.
1: Yeah, obviously, before we
2: do the three with
1: match reports and man of the matches, Paul, obviously, you know, looking at the game, like you said, the last couple of minutes, Leeds got back, back into it, scored a couple of tries. Was that players dropping off? Or was that Leeds finding a better rhythm? That's that's the question you have to ask yourself.
2: I think it was lapses in concentration, Rob, really. And that's something that could could come back to bite us. You know, a better side than than, than Leeds there could have, I'm not saying win the game, but they could have troubled us. You remember a few years ago, St. Helens, we were 24-8 up against a good side there. We should have won that game but you can't do that against good sides because they will come back and score points against you. And rugby league now, the way the modern game is, it's very easy to get momentum. And once you get that momentum, you're scoring back-to-back tries, you're making mistakes, you're on the back foot. It's hard to defend against a side that's got momentum when they have got we're another got front foot going forward. So Ian Watson we want to get rid of those mistakes because we have made a lot of individual errors this season in, in matches, particularly at Castleford, the whole game at home, the two Wigan games. And, and they've cost us, they've cut, there's eight points there. Uh, you know, if you've won those, you, you're right at the top of the table, and you know we're doing really well in sixth place. But we we could be in the, in the top three at the moment. But other than that, so I think signing those mistakes out, and obviously you've got a few players to come back in as well. You've got Ken Seal to come back in, Ed Chamberlain to come back in, and you know I'm not having a go at Daryl Alpertz, but he needs to wipe out those mistakes because if he doesn't, it's going to be difficult. Ian Watson going to have a decision to make there then, and does Ken Seal come straight back into the side? So he's up to puts now to, to to book his ideas up and. and I don't know. I've been a bit too harsher in there, Rob, but you, you can't. Sometimes they cost you. They can cost you points, can't they? This, this is true. But for me, I think he's doing all right. I think obviously he's coughed the ball up a few times,
1: but he is a danger man. Players, the other teams kick to him because they see his danger and they want him clearing his lines rather than you know putting uh, pressure on the other side. So it's a tactic they kick to Alferth to try and you know burn his tank, and, that, and that's what that's what's happening. Obviously he's spilling, he spilled the ball a couple of times in contact, Paul. But you know he's he's, he's you know, scored a few tries and he's getting better every, every week for me. And I think that's what you want as a soul fan. You want your players to
2: to grow uh, under pressure and I think that's what he's doing. Oh yeah, I think he's improved out of sight. I know teams tend to target him a lot, because if you watch the Leeds game, they didn't seem to kick to Jake Bibby. All the pressure went to Dervalts and and we know he's made a few mistakes and whether Leeds targeted that, I'm not too sure. I'm not having a pop at him whatsoever, Rob. I'm just saying that you know, we need to cut those mistakes out. If you're gonna if you're gonna challenge in that top six, you need to be consistent and you know, as we said before, the, the Cass game, the Hull game, the Wigan games, those mistakes, I mean, they weren't all outputs. Some of the other mistakes were made by Evels and, and Wellham and, and whoever. So, you know, I'm not blaming one person in particular. I'm just saying as a team, we need to, to get rid of those mistakes because Inu, he's another one. I'm not having to go in, but two games running at home, he's kicked the ball out on the full twice against Wigan and he's kicked the ball out on the full against Leeds. So just sometimes little fine things like that, they can cost you, they can cost you points, so um, obviously they didn't on Friday, but going forward in the future, we, we need to iron those little things out, I think. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's them two percenters
1: in it, you know what I mean, for, for me, obviously, the the Inu thing, obviously the tactic is to kick it as close as you can to the line, to make the catcher think, do I catch it or do I leave it, and, that, and that's what he's trying to do, I suppose, but obviously, if you, when you like, it's like playing golf in it. If you overcut it or undercut it, the ball goes in the bunker or the water, and you and you're in trouble, aren't you? Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a learning process for everybody. Uh, obviously, we're we're in games here every week, Paul. That, that you know we're competing in, and it's about playing in that that atmosphere and making the right decisions in that atmosphere. Because you find some some players when the pressure comes on, their heads go, heads, heads go, don't they? And and they make rash decisions and make rash plays. But you know th- this team beginning to, to, to play well in, in these pressure cooker atmospheres and, and it's only going to be uh, good for the future now.
2: I think it's a fine line Rob doing kickoffs like that because y- you have not leaving yourself a lot of margin for error but just going back to your other point I think we are competing in matches now. Um, I was on a chat with somebody today and about it and I think it was my dad actually <laughs> he's the one I speak to about Salford but <laughs> no we were just saying about the, how competitive the side is now and I think we're Sort of as good as we were in the mid nineties now. You go back to the, the Andy Gregory days where we, we could sort of beat anybody on our day. And and that's how we are now. We are competing we're not going to matches thinking, Oh, i are gonna have to keep the score down today. We've got no chance of winning this. We're in every single game now. We've got Hulk Care this week and then we've got to Saint Ellens next league game away from Owen. St Ellen's a fantastic side, aren't they? But, you know, we've got a chance. All right, They're going to be favourites, but with this group of players we've got now, if we play well on our day, as we proved at Warrington and Catalan, we're in with a chance against these sides. And it's an exciting time, really, because we've not had a team like this for a long time that can compete every, you know, week in, week out. So, uh, so know what I was doing a fantastic job on a small budget, and he's punching above his weight. And I think the players are.
1: Yeah, Uh, you spoke to Adam Walker, and I spoke to Tyrone McCarthy after the game, and this is what they had to say.
2: Right, I'd like to see. Adam Walker, my main man, to join us again. Two tries tonight, Adam. Big performance, but more than that, a big win tonight. Yeah, I think it's more performance by the forwards, you know. We set a big like, emphasis on this game and to dominate them middles, and we did exactly that, I thought. Is that where you think the game was won and lost today in the forwards? Yeah, we definitely. We knew they were coming down Rook, and we had to tighten things up around Rook. I think Moose coming back has helped out a lot, but we were just great down the middle. How much did that win do for you last week at London? That was a big confidence-boosting win, that professional job, professional performance. You know That must have given you the world of, world of good in confidence. That. It is, yeah, because we haven't got back to back wins for a while now, so that's how it helps out a bit. And now we're getting more wins on trot, so it's helping out. Sitting on 14 points now, your old team in the Challenge Cup next week. How important is that game now? Break from the league, but the Challenge Cup's a mega important trophy, isn't it? It's a total different thing, you know. And I played in final there, and I know how important it is and how, what a great day out it is. And, we, you know, we can go away with this squad, I reckon, and I do believe that. And I didn't know you was on the bench today. I had you a £10 better, 40 to 1 for the first try. You come on and score a second. Try, but you know, you're getting the tries out, you're getting over the line, and you must be delighted with that tonight. You can see the passion in your eyes if you've got that second try. I'm I'm loving it, that's what I mean. But I think our forward is scoring all tries, and it should be the other way around, really. Certainly, (laughs) is But I think it was the forward battle to won us the game. And you know, how are you enjoying it here at Salford? You can see in your your face, you're loving it, aren't you? So, if you're loving it, you play better rugby, and that's how it is at the minute for me. Yeah, it's one. more. thanks a lot again, Adam. Cheers for that, mate. Thank you. So, I'm joined
1: by Tyro McCarthy. Big win that
0: yeah great win obviously uh, puts us back right up there with uh, in the mix for the playoffs so uh, that's obviously a goal we've set at the start of the season and nice to string a couple of wins together now yeah obviously Leeds Rhinos very tough test at home big forwards stood up there especially yourself putting some big metres yeah um, obviously we spoke about before the game forwards um, taking take control of that game and starting well and I think the boys who started Berkey and um, Lewis and Gil really did that and then it kind of played the platform for us coming off the bench but uh, yeah, it's, uh, obviously, you know, it's a forwards, you we know, lose the game, we can be proud of our efforts tonight.
1: Yeah, obviously, there know be no half on the bench, you've had a little bit of a dabble around yeah. the half
0: back. without a little bit of extra pressure on the field, obviously, you know, having to fulfil that role maybe? Um I don't, I don't think it would come into my mind, to be honest. Uh, we obviously know that Joey can do full 80, and obviously he's pretty fit out there. And, um but yeah, there's a couple of us that can fill in for that void, if, if it's needed to be, so... Um, but yeah hopefully tonight we don't have to use it challenge for next week yeah. um, big game for us at OKR at home win that one we're on our way yeah definitely it's obviously something again we've talked about as a group is getting to that final and obviously winning the, winning the comp and um, OKR obviously um, they're a good team and coming in here with the points to prove so it's about us putting our best foot forward in that competition and yeah, like say, getting
1: on the road to Wembley. Big thanks to Demo Detail. Thank you. So, that was Adam Walker and Tyrone McCarthy talking to us, Paul, after the game. And, you know, both were, were happy with the performance and both
2: happy that, you know, the, the way the, the team performed uh, and the way the direction it's going. I think Adam Walker's becoming my new favourite player. He's a great character. He's a really nice guy. Um, he's always got a smile on his face, and I think he's um, he's a well liked player in the dressing room. I mean, you need guys like that, don't you? You know, characters, and um, and he's playing really well. He's he's improved. Out. Um, he's a, he's a big he's a big player for us as well going forward. I think teams are wary of him, aren't they? You know, he was coming onto the ball against Leeds there, and they knew. They had a, a big man to deal with there and he, he can do a lot of destruction and a lot of damage. Tyrone McCarthy as well, I think he's done really well coming into the side, very consistent. He's he's had to wait for his chance, Tyrone, as well. He didn't get he wasn't sort of first choice at the start of the season, but he's got a terrific engine playing above his weight and that and working really hard in a, in attack and defence. And both those players were pivotal to that victory on Friday night.
1: Yeah, obviously the, the players know, like you said, Paul, that you know they've got a special thing going on here. They've got a good group of players there um, that have got all the effort and all the commitment uh, and the skill as well to take us to the next level. And, you know, games like that against Leeds, you know, we kind of brush past them really. Before we played Leeds and it's been, you know, we played the name rather than the uh, the team. And, you know, I thought we played the team on, the, on Friday. I thought we played really, really well uh, and got a well-deserved win.
2: We wasn't overawed by the occasion. We came out from from minute one and and dominated the game. And I think that's what we had to do. We scored early as well, that try from Lee Mossop. And if you look at the try scorers, you know, a lot of forwards are scoring the tries at the moment. And that's just credit to our pack at how well they've been playing. We've got a very mobile pack, some good youngsters in there, some good young players in there. And we're a fit side as well. We, we've got good engines there as I said before Josh Jones, George Griffin playing 80 minutes every week that's a big ask in modern day rugby league and uh, no I, I think we're doing really well Rob it's just ironing little mistakes out and just keeping this consistency now and we've, the potential is massive this season You know, cup this weekend we could, you know, who knows we, we could go all the way in that competition and, and, a, and a top five finish as well how good would that be you know at the start of the season no one gave us a prayer did we, we was relegation fodder with, with London Broncos so we're proving people wrong week in week out and it's great to see
1: it is, Paul. It is great to see. It. It's all about, I like, say. Ian Watson talks about culture building, and and that's what we're doing. We're turning from a club uh, that we're struggling near the bottom uh, to a, to a club that kind of live in the mid, live in the sort of top four, top six, and that's where we need to be. We need to be if we wanted this club to to grow and improve and you know reach out to people outside our bubble, Paul. We need to be competing and beating teams like Leeds consistently, because that's how the message gets
2: out how good we are. Well, I think it's four wins in forty-five in Super League, so that's not good enough, really, Rob. Is it over the years we've been very poor against Leeds, and we've got to redress that balance now. We've got to become consistent. And you look at Castleford as a, as a role model, a role model team. They've slowly built, haven't they, steadily over the, a number of years now, or probably over eight or nine years. Got into those playoffs and then grown their crowds as well. They've not come overnight, have they? they? We're getting really poor crowds when Super League first started, and they've they've slowly built. A, a supporter base there, and, and 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 probably overachieved to a certain extent, haven't they? But they're sort of one of those those top six sides now at the moment. The blows in the table, so that just shows how, how well we're going this season. So we've got to use those sides as as a yardstick. And Rome wasn't built in a day. You can't just have a, a a good season and then six bad seasons because that's not that's not building that ethos and and that sort of. Um, for want of a better word, dynasty. We, we, you've got to be consistent, haven't you, and build things over a period of time to to get supporters there and get people behind the, the side. So if we can have a really good season this year and then kick on for next season, that that'd be that'd be a good thing for me.
0: Yeah,
1: it is. And the, the man in charge of building our role is Ian Watson, and you spoke to him after the game, and this is what I had to say.
2: Coach's corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me. A good win tonight. Yeah. Are you, being the perfectionist you are, were you a bit disappointed in that second half that we we sort of let Leeds off the hook slightly, or was that me yeah. being a bit too perfectionist? No, you're, no, you're right,
3: yeah. um, soft try before half-time as well, um, oh, yeah. we fell, and then what we've got to learn is if we look at the back end of the game, and we didn't speak right there, because to be fair, overall it's a great team performance, and really kind of proud of the group and what they've, they've turned up there, especially after what Leeds did to us last time we played here, um, but yeah. A little bit filthy at the way we finished because if you look at the Wigan game, they came back and bit us, and we need to learn from that. What we did is we kicked out of the full and then conceded again, whereas we need to be smarter there and just keep the ball in play, have a real good defensive set, and then get back into the arm wrestle mentality. So... We've learnt a little bit of a lesson
2: But we've just shown there that we've still got a, um, a way to go I suppose it's a good win in the way that It's Leeds and at the name of yeah. Leeds as well And sometimes you've been questioned, teams have been questioned yeah. For the, set of the belief, so to, to get that monkey off your back must be, yeah. must be pleasing for the lads and a confidence booster Yeah look,
3: it's a, it's a great win for us um, Leeds, Leeds are a good team I know um, They've been kind of on and off They've had a few new changes, but you have got some great players in there You look at Callum Watkins, you look at Trent Merrin You look at that Avery who's just come across You look at Parcell, Dwyer um, Richie Myler Lahia they've got a great squad there if, um, I know they say that you have a few injuries but if we had that many injuries we couldn't put an international team out like they put out you look at the young kid who's just come in um, Newman um, ridiculous speed when he scored that try when he ripped straight through
2: mm. he's a great player a great player for the future as well that kid How do you think our forward pack went tonight? You're Adam Walker I mean <coughs> I like to mention Walker because I like his power but I think one man, I described him as the bionic man in my report George Griffin, you know, 80 minutes out of him every week he just seems to keep going doesn't he yeah. is that where the game was won tonight you think in the forwards? Yeah, I thought, I thought if we could control kind of,
3: uh, in the first few plays um, on the transitions that our middles had come to the fore and they needed to step up and when you're playing against a Trent Merrin and an Ava just come over across from the NRL and people, are, you, you want to challenge yourself as middles and you want to put your hand up to say that I'm an international player myself which Lee Mossop and Gil Dudson and them are I thought Lee Mossop Gil Dudson Burke I thought we're outstanding at the beginning and then I thought Daniel Murray Walker Tyrell McAfee brought, brought us real energy when they came on as well and then they lifted us again from there Back to
2: back wins now you can put that back to bed for a couple of weeks until the St. Helens game obviously doesn't get any heat does it next league game's away there Challenge Cup next Saturday how important is that one now for you? Oh, Huge huge it's a huge one for the for the club Um we need to
3: come here, back this result up here, and get into the next round of the hat, and that's what we're looking to do as a team. We want to be, we want to be competing for things, and we've just put ourselves on the cusp of the the playoff places Is now, um, so we have a little bit of a break from the league. I think, think it's sixth place, we've cup. gone up to. Is that Sixth right? place. Okay, right. I mean, so we're yeah. just on the like the cusp of it, aren't we? The playoffs. So, what we need to do now is really kick on from here. Really, build on what we've just done now. Build on the first half of the season, and then get to this Challenge Cup. Get, get the result is the big one
2: for us here now is it pleasing for you at the moment because you, I wouldn't say you've got your full strength side. you've still got players missing haven't you yeah. you've got like a decent amount to pick from at the moment haven't you
3: yeah yeah. we've got a couple of players um, obviously still to come back in um, obviously Greg Johnson was back in the squad um, for the first time this, how's this season how's Ken doing? doing are we looking yeah. at the magic weekend oh uh, no, Ken? Ke, uh, Ken's probably back this uh, next week um, he trained fully on um, Friday, Thursday, so we trained Thursday, he trained a little bit on Tuesday as well with us, so he'll have a full week next week, so we'll see, he should be available hopefully for the Challenge Cup time
2: as I said to you before, we've started recording. That's the you, you've won, you beat Leeds three times now as coach, and not many Salford coaches have done that. And I think it's the first time since the seventies, where mid seventies, where we beat Leeds in consecutive seasons. So, uh, no. so congratulations! Now you got to go and do the business against St Helens now. Yeah, no, that would be a nice one to. Well, hit, we've not won for nearly forty years. Yeah, well, so so that'd so, be uh, a
3: good one to knock it off there. I'd... Oh, but over the last few years I think we've broke certain records on a, on a few things well, I think well. you so, are there, you so, certainly so. have you seem to be like give us these, these, away, g- these away days and, and uh, come up with these results for us yeah I think the, the boys the way they apply themselves they buy into the game plan and they buy into what we're doing here we know we're a small squad and we don't. We don't have loads of players, um, but they buy into what we ask of them, and they do the job, and they do it really well. And it's credit to them, really.
2: Were you happy with the start tonight? Because you've been saying like you wanted to get that good start. Yeah, we, we did. It. We got on the front foot tonight. Yeah, we, we we needed it. We couldn't
3: give Leeds a sniff here. Um, it's good to post points early on, on teams and kind of put yourself in front because it just builds a little bit of confidence and more belief in you mm-hmm. as well. Um, the thing what we've done is we've, we've got off to a couple of good sats and then been pulled back on it as well so
2: what we did, we didn't allow that to happen um, today. There was a time in that game I think when Chris and Inu kicked the ball out on the full oh, and I started to panic, did you panic at that stage where oh, you could he was just, just sort it. of Lee's getting a foothold in the game?
3: Then yeah, the, you could just see it happening when he did it, when he kicked out on the full and then just putting pressure back on yourself on your goal line yeah. as well when we've been in positions like that against Wigan haven't we um, mm-hmm. and then they've come back to bite us in the last minutes of the game and if you look at the last few minutes are there Leeds started picking up the intensity and the speed of the thing because they had a bit of a sniff and that's what we need to start doing kill teams off so
2: they don't get that sniff and they don't come back at you congratulations tonight Ian and good luck in the cup next Saturday mate cheers Paul Cheers, Cheers, mate.
1: so Paul that was Ian Watson talking to yourself after the game you know very happy with the result
2: and what the players produced yeah, he was, but he, as I said in the interview, he's a perfectionist, Ian, and you know, he knows there's things to work on in that game. He wasn't 100% happy with what happened, and uh, he won't be ironing things out for this weekend against Hawkeye, and obviously we'll speak about them a bit later on, but that's going to be another tough test for us, so it's momentum building, though. We've won two on the bounce now, and two tough games, well, London's not easy to go to, and we had a good Easter as well. We backed up and won two games after that against London and, and, and Leeds, so it's been, a, it's been a good few weeks for the club, and, and I think Ian's really pleased with that, and let's just hope we can get this result on Friday now. Saturday, sorry.
1: Yeah, Ian Watson obviously talks about Easter and, and you know, the games through Easter and the period that, that we had to go through. And I think beating Leeds is, is a, you know, coming out of that period is, is a massive sign of how good we are. Because obviously a lot of games in a short period of time against good opposition as well. And we've managed to, you know, put on a big performance against Leeds after, you know, the performance earlier on in the season when it was pretty poor uh, the boys have managed to find uh, something different um, and, and won the game and, and that's what that's what it's all about because obviously I was wondering before the game whether we could react you know fix the problems uh, we had against Leeds early in the season and we did Paul and, and that's a good sign I think for both the players and Ian Watson tactically
2: I think in rugby league these days or, or in all the years I've watched you're only as good as your last match aren't you I mean you can forget about the the, the last Leeds game you are only as good as your last game and People remember your last game, don't they? You know, we could lose our next three games on the bounce now and everybody would be Saki and Watson, get rid of this player, get rid of that player. You win a few games on the bounce and everybody's, oh, Watto's the, the best thing since sliced bread. That's how sport is these days. People are, I don't know, they're very demanding, aren't they? And people want instant success. And you know, just going back to what you said, though, it, it has been a good, a good few weeks for the club. And I think you've got to give a lot of credit to, to Watto, but not just Watto, the coaching staff. You know, Martin Gleeson there, Greg Brown, the conditioner, and all the backroom staff, the the doctors and the ladies who do the fitness and the physiotherapists, they've all done really well, haven't they, to to get the most out of what is the smallest squad in the league. I remember looking at the programme on on Friday night. Leeds have got 10 more players in their squad than us. I think they've got 36 players where we've got the 26. So, and they've got an academy as well that they can dip into. You know, we saw Harry Newman there, the youngster. He was lightning quick. He had a fantastic sort of cameo at the end of the game. Um, So... It's tough to compete with that, but they've they've done really well to sort of manipulate that squad and getting through that tough Easter period. I mean, we could debate all night, company, about whether there should be two games at Easter, but we've done really well. We was great against Wigan, wasn't we, on Easter Monday? Really, after the, after a tough game on the Friday, and then we've won two games after that. So that's credit to the to the to the boys and, and the and the backroom staff and everybody involved.
1: Yeah, it's going to be
2: super exciting. What what
1: happens next obviously Paul with the with the cup and the league and Ian Watson has to kind of shuffle his pack uh, big thanks for your three word match reports there this week Paul you're going to read them all out
2: if I can I don't want really do Twitter but I've got them on my uh, local mobile so here we go Patrick Connolly says top five possible man of the match Hastings or Walker or Jones or Moose or Burke or Griffin or <laughs> Bibby or Evels or Louis or I think I think Patrick's going for a, for a team man of the match there and I'd have to agree with you there Patrick mate I think you know there was a whole host of names there that he could have given man of the match to I think in the league express who's got the man of the match who's got the goal for points is it the press got points in the league express Oh, the points have gone to, I think it was three for Louis, two for Walker and one for Lussick. And I've read a few things on Twitter this week where they were saying, how did Hastings not get in there in the, in the top three? So that just shows you how well the rest of the boys played. Uh, Colin Reynolds has said, we've beaten Leeds. His man of the match was Joey Lusick. Colin Wilson, forward pack, awesome. Man of the match, Walker. Julie Coleman, love Ian Watson. And her man of the match was Robert Louis. Chris and Janet Shenton, strong team performance. Man of the match, Adam Walker. Roy Ellaby, Leeds, deserved Nout. And his man of the match was Josh Jones, well said. Roy, I think he was really happy, Roy. He was sat behind me at the end of the game and he was having a little Irish jig along the uh, <laughs> along the aisle. So, well done, Roy. Uh, Gary Williams forwards on fire. His man of the match was Adam Walker. Adam Thomas Aubrey, Myler's best game for Salford. His little crying emoji there. Well done, Adam. And his man of the match was Jackson Hastings. Uh, Mark said, good team performance. His man of the match was Jackson Hastings. Pete Brader, about time. Man of the match, Jackson Hastings. Paul Greenhouse, uh, special group this. He's not given Man of the Match. Also, I presume Paul's going for the team. Mike Woodbridge controlled the game. Man of the Match, Robert Lug. There's a lot of Man of the Match awards oh, here, Robert. Is this the most we've ever had? <laughs> it was <laughs> in my phone. Nicholas Fletcher, near complete performance. His Man of the Match was Evels, but could have been any of, of the team, to be honest. And I think you, you're right there, Nicholas. Martin, nice to win. Man of the Match, Josh Jones. Tony Frame, best team won. Walker, Man of the Match. Lee Maddox, get the boys big stakes. Is that... Aimed at the Tony, Tony Frame then. Yeah. No, all right, that, that's cool, yep. I've seen some of the stuff that Tony Frame puts on the Salmon King. Some of that meat there, you know, if you can get... Is he on... Both the market is on Tony Frame. It looks, it looks tasty, some of that, the players get. Can we not have some being... Can we not have some beans? Press, press guys? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to go and visit him. We'll have to go. Never mind the Nandos, we'll go and see Tony <laughs> Frame. Uh, short performance, Josh Jones for me. Shows what a good team effort by the number of players selected for man of the match, and I think he's spot on there. Richard Morton, grand final incoming. His man of the match is Adam Walker. What do you reckon, Rob, a grand final? Do I think we're going to be a grand final?
1: Um, it could be. It could be. If it, the stars align, Paul, that's, that's all that matters, in it? It's suppose it's a team performance. It's got a special group, like one of our listeners said. And it's, it's just a matter of keeping it together uh, and growing. Because I think this team has something special in it. Uh, and who knows what will happen in the next couple of months.
2: Lee Maddox says, Lusick bossing it. I presume Joey Lussick is man, that's Paul Parking That felt good. Man of the match, Jackson Hastings. And Harvey Reed is the final one. He said didn't even try. Man of the match, Louis, Hastings, Walker, can't decide. When he says didn't even try, I think he's having a go at Leeds there. We didn't even try to beat him, did we? We, we, we did him really, didn't we? Yeah, we,
1: we? We did win. We controlled the game. Like we, like we said before, Paul, it's all about game management. And I think uh, Louis and Hastings did a fantastic job in, in getting us in certain positions to hurt Leeds. And that's what they're there for. You know, they're there to, to get this team round and get us uh, in good positions and get us to score good points. And that's what we did. And I'm really happy with, with what we produced against Leeds. And I think it's a good sign for things to come.
2: It certainly is. It's, it's about building now, isn't it, Rob? It was a great win. But we've only won two at home this season, haven't we? So it was nice to get the win at home for the supporters as well, I think, because it's been tough. I mean, I know you get the away games and you've got the hardcore of people who go away from home, but it's always nice to get a win for your season ticket holders at home. And it sends everybody home happy. And a win against Leeds as well is uh, is... is it's not something we do very often. So I think it was a good result Friday, and it was a good atmosphere, and let's hope we can build on it now. Yeah, attendance of uh,
1: 3,368, Paul. For, for me, I don't. I think Leeds let us down on Friday. They didn't really bring a big crowd. You know, obviously, they've had a few months, a few years, are not they, of, of, of mediocrity Leeds, and it seems like they've they've dropped off the crowd. And, you know, it's important, obviously, we're trying to build a club area that, that, you know, rely on home attendances rather than away attendances um, and we are slowly doing that um, but I think the attendance we've got let down by Leeds for me.
2: You got a microphone? <laughs> yeah I was, I was raring to go there. No I, I I agree with you completely I mean no disrespect to those lead supporters that, that came on on Friday night you know every team has a hardcore of supporters don't they and considering all the pots and pans and trophies and things that Leeds have won over the last sort of 10 years or so. They've probably been one of the most successful side in the Super League era. They get seventeen, sort of 17,000 at home. They brought about 200 to Salford on Friday night. And that's pathetic. We've not won a trophy since 1976, Rob. A major trophy. And our away following is is top-notch, I think, for what we get at home. The percentage we take away from home. We've got to be up there as best in the league as a, as a percentage. And... I don't know. I was speaking to my dad about this today, and is it is it a two thousand and nineteen thing? Is it our supporters a bit more fickle now in rugby league? I don't know because in football you've got teams that are in the doldrums and they'll carry on supporting you know, I was Look at City a few years ago they were in the third division, they carried on supporting them, and us to a certain extent. I mean, you'd know. I mean, we could have mediocre seasons. You'd never think about dropping off, would you? I mean, it should should make you stronger as a supporter those those tough days. And I don't know. I think you've got to suffer the the rough times to enjoy the good times really haven't you so I don't know I think look at Castleford I think they, if you look at the back of the League Express I think they got 5,000 against Warrington their crowds have dropped off but is it a coincidence that they've been losing a couple of games so I don't know I think sometimes you've got to keep the faith haven't you and stick behind your team
1: For me though Paul what's the difference is you've got fans and you've got supporters fans will come if they've you've got an offer or you know the team's playing well supporters stick through and prove thick and thin we've got a hardcore supporters of 3,000, we'll call it. We haven't got the fans we lack. We lack 3,000 people who just turn up because Sulfur Devils are on a roll. And then the only way we go out and get them is to reach outside our bubble by winning games and promoting, you know, the club and, and the events that are happening on, on a game day. And that's how we reach out and connect with them. If we can connect with the people outside our bubble, Paul, and end up 6,000 coming. in, home fans that makes a massive difference doesn't it but it's how you reach out and grab them people because they're not going to we're not we're not going to do it with people inside our bubble because we've got three thousand people who are actively watching them again watching Salford every week and probably half of that going away from home as a standard so for us to grow as a club we need to go outside our bubble and reach out and grab these people of the city of Salford and and say come on watch our team obviously it's a Difficult situation we're in because obviously money's tight. We can't have, have a massive marketing budget to go and splash posters and and TV adverts and radio adverts all over the city. Even though we are doing a bit on uh, one of the radio stations in in the city, and that's what you want. You need you need to be reaching out to people, and we're starting to do that. I'm just hoping the club
2: continue to grow and continue to reach out and do it. Yeah, so I I'd like to ask you a question now, and um, and the listeners if they if, if they what they think of this. If you look at St. Helens and Leeds. I mean, I know you just said there we've got hardcore about three thousand. I don't think we have. I think our hardcore's probably about two, two thousand maybe. I, I, I may be wrong, but if you look at Leeds, say Tech Leeds, Wigan and Saints, if they'd not won anything for twenty years, not forty years, twenty years, would they still be getting decent crowds? I'm not so sure because you've only got to look at look at Wigan. They played London on Thursday night and there was nine thousand there. Yeah, they played St. Helens on Good Friday, got 22,000. So do supporters pick and choose games? Are are they a bit sort of, you know, I'll only go if they're playing St. Helens and the sun's shining or I'm not bothered about this game against London because we'll win that. And I think sometimes in, in this modern era we've got, people do tend to be... There's a lot more going on now, isn't there? I mean... I don't know. I, perhaps I'm a bit weird. I, I'd go and watch as if we played a game in Baghdad or something. But it doesn't really bother me. But it's it's a strange one, it is. And I mean, I know there was something in the program that Gary Carter wrote, and Gary's a good journalist, and it was a, it was an interesting article that he wrote. And I think some people took it the wrong way. I was. I think you commented on the Facebook, and a lot of people got involved, and it was a good debate to to, to listen to. But I think what Gary was the point he was trying to make is he was trying to get at people in the city who were not going to to the um, to the, the rugby. He wasn't having a go to supporters who are, but the only thing that that sort of got me a bit was, do do you deserve to have a Super League side? Because I look at London Broncos and look at the crowds they're getting. When we played London a few weeks ago, it was 1,100 there, and Salford took about 300 or 400, maybe 300, 350, which is a good following to London. So do London deserve to be in Super League? I think if you're in there on merit, you're in there on merit, aren't you? And it's a debate you could have all day, isn't it, about crowds and things like that. And I know I get what you're saying about the money and attracting people and all that, because we are evolving into this community-run club now, so it's a really difficult situation because I'll just throw something else out there now. I know I'm going on a bit, but you're looking, there's a lot of rumours in the papers and the press at the moment about players staying for this season. I won't name names, but you get the league. You look at the League Express, there's about four of our players being tapped up by other clubs or being the press is saying who he's going there and he's being linked with such a club. And I think now, because we are struggling and we've not got a backer or we're struggling for finances, that's what you're going to get. But... You need the crowds to keep those players. So it's a it's a vicious circle really, isn't it? A chicken and the egg situation if you like, you know. I'm waffling here a bit. Aren't I? But you, you know, you get the point I'm trying to make, don't you? To keep those players, you need good crowds. But to get good crowds, you need to spend money to to, you know, to market it and get people in there and put offers on and, and entertainment. and this and the other. But we haven't got the money in the first place to put that on. So it, it's a really difficult situation that the club are in and the people at the club are working the socks off. So it's not something I'd like to be... I'm going to give you the mic now because I'm waffling my, my head off here. But you know where I'm coming from, don't you?
1: Yeah, I agree with that, Paul. I, I, I think, obviously, we're evolving into a club. Um, that we want to be, like the mid-table side. We wanted to be a community club. We, we had Marwan Kukash as our owner, and it didn't quite work out that, did it? Well, obviously, he had ideas about turning us into a Manchester club and reaching out to to to, to want us to follow us. Now, he's not there anymore. He's gone to, he went to uh, Cumbria, now he's in Liverpool, trying to sort of create that club. We wanted this community club, but we've got this community club. What we've got to remember, as a community club, what you've got to remember is, if obviously you haven't got the Jews coming in your tank... Then you're going to have going to have problems. To be honest, we we have got some juice in the tank because we've got the squad builder. We've got people come buying tickets. We've got season ticket holders. You know, we're not we're not brassic. We just want to keep this team together. That's that's the difference. Before we talked about Salford, you know, or it's been it's looking down a barrel and you know we, we haven't got any money and it's you know it's looking a bit dodgy. This this isn't that kind of conversation, Paul. This conversation is we have what we hold. How do we get bigger? As fans, what what can we do to 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 make though uh, know, this club grow? Obviously, the players have have a uh, you know their you know career to think about, and obviously with with a club we give opportunity. That's what we do as a club. We opportun we give people, you know, young players or people who have uh, you know f- fell out of the game for one reason or another, uh, and say to them, "Come and play for us. Show us that you're good enough for Super League." And they do, and they come for one come for one season. They, they, you know, they find the feet. The second season, you know, they grow into this Super League you know player, and then obviously their third season. It's contract time, so obviously at that point they'll say I'm worth. I think I'm worth this much now, and then it's up to the club then to decide is is he worth that kind of money. And if he is that kind of worth kind of money, and he's you know he's offering a decent amount, and you know we we can afford that, that's when we sign him up and we go we, we build and we build on top of that. But if the club can't afford to keep him, and he wants wants to get paid, you know. More money somewhere else. There's nothing much we can do about it, really, Paul. That's that's the bottom line. All all, all all we can do is try and build this club into a club that, when you get to the point in that third, um, you know, period where the contracts are coming up, the clubs can say to the player, "Look, why why are you moving to Hull? Why are you moving to Castleford when we're competing week in week out, we're getting to Challenge Cup quarterfinals, semi-finals, and we're in the top four and five? Why why are you going?" Why 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 would you go? Apart from out getting paid more money, and I understand that. If if a player gets paid more money, you know, it, they'll, they'll probably end up going. But if we're competing and, you know, they they feel happy, you know, why would you go? That's that's the big question for me.
2: Well yeah, it's a short career, Rob, isn't it? And I think sometimes supporters forget that, that players aren't supporters, are no, they? Players are doing this as their job. Obviously they've got a loyalty to the club that they're playing for and they want to win. But they're not They've not supported this club for 20, 30 years. After they're here as a job. They're here for a short spell of time. you usually not get many players playing at 10 years at a club. Do you? If you get an offer from someone else who's perhaps you've got a better chance of winning trophies at that club or they've offered you a, a, a longer contract or there's a bit more stability there for your family. Because let's not forget, like you made an excellent point last week and me and my dad were talking about this last week and you we said Rob's come up with an absolute blinder there. And it was. And it's a belting point, Rob. Players are not in a Sabuti box and they don't come out once a week and play you, you've made that point and they're not they've got families they've got children to think about they've got stuff going on outside of, of rugby and we don't all see that do we? So a player's got to be happy as well hasn't he? And, and players will move on it's part and parcel of sport so I dare say there'll be players that leave I don't want to be the prophet of doom here, but there probably will be players that'll leave at the end of the season and new players will come in that's happened since time began and that'll that'll probably still happen now but the, the main thing what we've got to keep doing is working hard on and off the pitch trying to grow the club and it's going to be a fight Rob it's going to be a big fight to, to to stay in Super League I think over the next five years or so because we're evolving aren't we and it's going to be tough and I'm just hoping the public well for buy into it Laps fans come back because we all know people don't we who've been to the game and have not been for a while and I hope people buy into it and we can keep doing well and and keep winning matches because it would be a a real shame if this team broke up because there's a real chance of achieving something and I I don't know I've heard lots of rumours over the last few weeks and I don't buy into any of it I don't listen to any of it I think until something's announced it doesn't mean anything to me
1: like be say, it's all rumour, it's all, you know, news and, you know, you've, you've got to obviously un- understand, you know, that the players are just looking out for themselves. They they need to be paid what they feel like they need to be paid and, you know, as, as a club, we, we can only afford what we can afford and, you know, like you said before, like I said, brilliantly point I made, there's the, the you know, they are they are human beings. At the end of the day, they're not superior players. You know that they've got other factors like family and you know where the kids are in school and you know where they live and you know you know all kinds of different factors that we won't we we don't even know about. So you know it's not all about the money. At the end of the day, it's about how happy they are. And I'm, I'm sure when Ian Watson talks about culture and you know want to build that you know winning mentality, that's part of the process, Paul. Because obviously they want to be part of a club that are looking forward and thinking we're going to win the next game rather than a club that were what we used to be was like, we can afford to get beat at Wigan, we can afford to get beat at Leeds, as long as we beat Ulkiar at home. When that's that's the kind of club we were, but we want to be a club that wins every week. So when we go to, to Wigan and we say, right, we're going to win today. And we go to Leeds and we'll say, we'll give, we'll give them a good game and, we'll, and we're going to go and win this. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's the, the shift of mentality this club is in at the moment. It's all about shifting that mentality between, from a club that, you know... Used to used to pay over overpaid, um, you know Aussies that are coming to the end of the career to a club now that are giving youth a chance and giving people a chance, you know, to to prove the Super League worth. And we're on this journey to the next step where it's a club that we're competing in that top four, top six every year, and we're in Challenge to their finals every year. And it's that next step, but we're on. Uh, and yet, if we do have to, obviously, you know, lose a few on the way, you got to hope. I say hope. Ian Watson, Ian Blees, Danny Barton. You know the roll rolling sixes at the moment with players coming in. They haven't really brought a duff one in, have they recently? You know they 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 bring in class in. So you've got to hope, obviously, they continue that good form. And the ones you lose, you replace with a with a better quality of player.
2: Well, you trust him, I think the players trust Ian Watson as well, don't they? Every player you speak to you know, so much time for Watto, he's, he's took chances on players that other clubs have sort of shipped out and other players that have lost faith in, you know, the guys that came in from Witness last season, players that have got points to prove they might not be star names in, in in Rugby League but the players that have got points to prove and Watto's building that now and I think the team spirit we've got in that side there, you've only got to see him in the, in the dressing rooms on the, the videos that Stephen McCormick does at the end of the games and, and things like that, the camaraderie there at Salford's it's fantastic the team spirit's fantastic and I think I'm just hoping it's written in the stars this season we can get to Wembley 50 years on because I think that that'd be a massive, massive thing for the club if that could happen. So fingers crossed, you know we can go all the way in that. But I'm quietly confident we can still carry on competing this season and have a really, really good year. So I know we've probably said a few depressing things there or a few. It's, I think it's things that people are talking about at the moment, aren't they? And sometimes you have to speak about those things and and give you a point of view on it. And I think that's. I think we've given our point of view on it there. And I don't think we're a million miles off the. The t- top end of the table at the moment, we're doing really, really well, and uh, you know it's still going to be. It's only May, and there's still a lot of excitement left in this season. It's
1: not depressing. It's not depressing. It's it's fact. It's, this is where we are as a club. If 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 obviously you were, you know you know thinking about oh and we had the same team we had in I don't know two thousand when you know the team you know it was a, a functioning team, but it wasn't really you know a fantastic team. But what what I'm saying, if if we were in that situation, then you'd be thinking here we are looking down a barrel. But now we've got a we've got a team that that wants to play, and obviously we're not going to s- sort of service our bubble out of this problem, Paul. We've got to go out there and and attract people outside our bubble, and we have to find the people who are out there. If, if they aren't coming, and find out why, because obviously if they're saying all oh, the car parks bad, or. You know, I can't afford tickets. Car party, you can't do much about. But, you know, tickets, you can give them offers like they do. Club have special offers. You know, the, the five games, Um, you know, pack they have. Um, and, and they have a, the choices, they have the ability to reach out to these fans and say, you know, come on, watch us play. Like the Salford uh, University takeover. You know, we, we go to the university. Uh, have they been back since? Have they been back? And if they have been back, if they haven't, why not? Are we going back to them and saying, look, you you came against, uh, was it Saints at home? Uh, Come and watch us again. What can we do for you to, to, to tempt you to come? And, that, and that's the kind of thing we need to do, really. And and that's hopefully the next step. Because obviously, being a community club, yeah, we talk about reaching out to the community. But for me, we're reaching out into our rugby league community, our bubble, when really we should be looking outside our bubble to grow our bubble.
2: I think it was great to see Langwither there on, on Friday night as well. I think there was about 250 people from Langwither, the junior sides and all that. A lot of them were sat in the West stand near me, and that was great to see. And We've got good links at the moment with amateur clubs as well, haven't we, which is, which is brilliant. And no, there's a lot to be positive about, an awful lot to be positive about Salford at the moment. And Like I said before, Rome wasn't built in a day. It t- things take time, don't they? And uh, I, I'm, I'm confident that we can get things right, and, and, and we'll get things right off the field as well, and people will start buying into you know what we're producing on the field because... You what, know, and the and the boys are doing really, really well. And just going back to like the, the late nineties, early two thousands, if people sort of think you know we, we've been a bit in and out this season, this is heaven compared to then. We was absolutely dying. I mean, no disrespect to some of them lads, there were some good lads who played for us then, and you can ream them off, but. We had quite a few journeyman players, and you know we had some long losing runs, didn't we? I can think of games where we went eleven games without beating. and You were going to matches away from home Leeds and Saints, and you were driving there and thinking, "We've not got a chance of winning. Let's keep the score down." But it's not anymore. Now we have competed really, and I think this is something Ian Watson has done over the sort of the last four years of being in charge. All right, we've 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 struggled a bit, didn't we, last season? But. It was it was tough, wasn't it? Recruitment's been tough. We've had a small squad and things like that. But one thing you can't question is the effort. The effort's been absolutely fantastic of this bunch of players, and uh, you no know, long way that continue because uh, I think there's a lot to be proud of at the moment. Yeah,
1: we've got lots of things
2: we, we can do as fans. Obviously, reaching outside, you know, the we'll bubble. That's
1: important. We'll just skip. I think we're going straight into the we're news. I think, yeah, we're going straight into the news. Forget the jingle. We'll just keep going. <laughs> so, <laughs> t- talking about things that we can do as as fans, obviously there's talk about reaching out and, and, you know, marketing to people who don't go, but the people who do go, like you, like me and you, you Paul, and the people listening to the podcast, the club just needs you to do that little bit. That little bit makes a difference. Joanne Hawkins put on Twitter things that you could do to help the club out. People don't have a spare 30 quid, Paul, to, to up, upgrade their uh, squad builder uh, subscription for the club, but People may have an extra couple of quid to buy a program. They may have an extra couple of quid to buy a golden gamble. Uh, they could sign up for the lottery at five pound a month. You know, little things like that make a big difference. If you travel away from home uh, to watch, so for buying your tickets at the club, because obviously if you buy your ticket at the club, the club get twenty—is it fifty percent or twenty-five percent of every ticket sold? Um, you know, things like that make a big difference, Paul. And it's not bank-breaking uh, things. It's just that little bit. If we can get together and organise it yourself. And and do that. I've done that. I'm going to sign up for the lottery because uh, I think it's it, fiver a month. It makes a big difference for the club, and it's it's a fiver end of the day. And if if I end up winning, you know what, the uh, the club lottery that'll be a super thing too.
2: Yeah, and I've got my little Skybet account at the moment. I'm doing all right on that as well. So I might, make me like fiver a month if I have on that, I might double it and have a fiver on the the Salford lottery. That's Something I would definitely do. I used to do the the Gold Bond and things like that and the Willows, and I always wanted to go and that grab a gram machine in the precinct, but. <laughs> I never won, I never got to, I always fancied that. You know, you've got to grab the money and the wind's blowing and all that. But no, it's good and there's a lot of things like that going on. The squad build has been tremendous, hasn't it? And you know the people that are getting involved with that, it's been it's been great to see. And I'm sure that will grow arms and legs, won't it? I like that phrase, grow arms and legs. Someone said that the week in a meeting at work. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it will do and I, I hope it goes on again next season and, and we carry on. I'm sure we will do, won't we? But it's been a great, great thing to see. And, you know, there's been people there who've probably not got loads of money. And they bought a season ticket and done that as well. And I, I don't think you can buy supporters like that. I think that's tremendous. And just when you go in about other teams with big crowds, I I don't like Salford. I stick up for Salford support and I'll, I'll do it on Facebook and I'll defend until, until the cows come on because we've got some tremendous supporters who put their life and soul into it, don't they? they give you a last penny, some of them, wouldn't they? Like the, the chap who's been stood outside City's round and Steve Lang, I think his name is. And You know, stuff like that. I mean, what the clubs do that? The, you know, there's some real lifers at Salford and, People that you are absolutely proud of, and you know, I I'm just I'm just glad we can play a small part in doing stuff like this.
1: Yeah, I say we we make a difference on the Sports Zone on Solvers City Radio. The whole point in that getting involved, you know, for me was getting this club outside the bubble. And we talk about Sulfur Red Devils for about twenty minutes, and every week on a, on an hour show, we give them a platform to reach out to the people of Solvers and say, come and listen to this, come and listen to our show, but come and you know watch the boys play. And that's one of the reasons that I managed, you know, wanted to take part in the sports on Salfa City Radio to do my bit, obviously. And, you know, I'm hoping that it makes a big difference. And, you know, there's other things you can, you can do as well, Paul, which, which is exciting. You can also buy your, uh, your tickets for the, uh, Soulful Devils, um, Home buses as well. Obviously, if you go into the game, jump on the bus. The club get the money for that as well. Um, uh, mer- buy merchandise if you can as well. Obviously, it's difficult merchandise because obviously you're not going to buy 15 shirts. Are you, the same shirt. It's only you can only buy the home one, away one, in a polo shirt. Let's say for example. Uh, but it is not like a big ticket item really when it comes to uh, it comes to paying for stuff. Um, but there's things you can do, Paul, and it's just a matter of us fans just doing that little bit, doing doing your bit and what's your capacity I'm not asking you to put your mortgage on, on open Salford keep Jackson Hastings all I'm saying is if you're at the ground instead of going to the bar and putting £3.50 behind the bar go and buy a Golden Gamble ticket that's the difference in
2: it yeah definitely there's you going about your responsible drinking again. last week you were telling us it's £2.50 a pint now you're telling us not to drink <laughs> so uh, no no I think you're dead right you're dead right and there's an awful lot of hard work that goes on and unseen things as well isn't there and just on what we do, I wish I could do more, I wish I could do more writing, I wish I could do more radio stuff, but it's difficult when you're working sort of 50 hours a week at your job, you, you just try and fit in what you can, don't you? And, you know, But, but you know, the, the stuff that supporters trust are doing, the, the buses, they've been tremendous, all right, they, they're not bringing thousands of people to the match, but it's a start, and it's a, it's a foothold in the community, isn't it? And I think that's something else that can grow as, as years go by, so, uh, so yeah, all good, Rob, what we're talking about next. Uh, next up, uh, let's
1: talk about tickets for Hull Kingston Rovers on uh, on Saturday, Paul. Um, big game, hopefully. Obviously, Salford City FC have a big game as well at Wembley on the same day. Hopefully, we'll we'll get a decent sized uh, crowd against Hull Kingston Rovers.
2: I think the crowd is what it is, Rob, isn't it? Um... I don't really want to discuss Salford City FC. I'm not I don't know it's that's one of them things in it. It's just unfortunate I suppose isn't it but if you're Salford supporter you'll be watching Salford Bolton and it's a challenge cup it's it's the last 16 it's exciting and if we can get through this one we're we're in the the quarters and Saturday afternoon rugby league for me. Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, it's fantastic at the AJ Bell. Great pitch, great facilities. Mark Ryan and the, the, the lads there do a fantastic job with a pitch that always looks in immaculate condition. I, I can't wait for it. There's, as we said on Sports Zone tonight, um, I'll give you a little stat after. I'll, I'll wait till the preview and I'll give you yeah, a little, the little stat as well we've got. But the player connections between the two sides, Tim Sheen, it promises to be a great day. And Hawkington Roads have a lot of tradition in the Challenge Cup, don't they? And I'm sure they'll bring a, a big a big following there. Um, they get good yeah. crowds, don't they, at home, the, the Rovers? So I'm sure bring a big following down it'll be an exciting day on Saturday
1: yeah so uh, obviously uh, get your tickets hopefully we'll get a good crowd uh, and be celebrating a, a win and progression through to the next round of the, the Challenge Cup so um, that's all the news I think this week Paul oh we've got Magic Weekend tickets that are still available uh, they're now not half price anymore um, I've been told that we've got some good sales I think though uh, and hopefully there'll be a lot of uh, people uh, turning up at Liverpool to watch Salford Red Devils play
2: yeah, certainly we play Hulkingston Rovers again at the Magic Weekend, don't we? So these are pivotal games, these aren't they? I mean, we've got them, um, we've got them at home, haven't we? As well in the league, I think we've not played them at home in the league yet, have we? So they're are two vital games for us, aren't they? If we can get the, the four points off them, you know, you're dropping them right in the relegation battle at the moment. They're struggling down there with London, aren't they? So that'd be another exciting game at Anfield. I'm really looking forward to going to that match. Um, I think I'm to say we're going away for the weekend afterwards so I'm gonna be driving straight from Liverpool up to up to uh, the lakes. We're staying in Barrow on, on Sunday night, I believe. So that's gonna be another long car journey after the match. But no, I'm looking forward to going to Anfield. It's uh, it's a ground I've never been to. Big big Premier League football ground as well and who knows they might be the Premier League football champions. By the time we go there, there's a lot going on, isn't there? As we've mentioned that in the football on the Sports Zone, but no, really excited to go. It's promised to be a great day. I'm not too sure who's on. I've not really read into it who's on the same day as. But well? I know we're on first on the Sunday, aren't we? So, uh, so you're really excited for that. We've got the the shirt as well, aren't we? The Magic Weekend shirt. You know the, the 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 charity and stuff for Salford Royal that gets raised with that, that, that as well. So, uh, really excited for the Magic Weekend. It's a good event.
1: Yeah, we're, we're doing some subliminal Sports Zone in If you're not after you tuned in Sorry. this, <laughs> if you tuned into this, make sure you tune to Sports Zone uh, on ninety four point four City Radio. I'll Put a link up on the the Sports Zone Facebook page if you have not uh, joined in the fun there. Um, final bit of news, Paul. Obviously, Dave Furner uh, sacked by Leeds. Um, lot of lot of names on, involved in the in the you know the chase for that. Ian Watson is is twenty five to one to to replace him. Is that a good sign for us that it's that far back?
2: Um, yeah I think so I, I want Ian Watson to leave if the job he's doing at the moment but would Ian Watson leave I, I don't know Leeds are a big club aren't they and you've got to go with your ambitious. I suppose you have to you have to go and follow the, the your ambition don't you I don't know it's, Ian Watson's his own man he'd make his own decision wouldn't he but he's 25 to 1 I think there's about 20 25 people above him in the list. I think Richard Marshall's the favourite, who was the coach at Halifax. And I find that strange because Halifax have just got rid of him. And he's done a great job there at, at Fax under on a low budget. And he's a good young coach. He did his apprenticeship at Warrington as an assistant there, I think. And uh, he's, he's the 4-1 to favourite for that. Now, I think the James Ford, the coach at York, who's doing a tremendous job as well. He's up there. Tony Smith, he was in the listing. He coached, obviously, Warrington and, and Leeds. So he's been there before. He's somebody that popped into my head today. Uh, Tony Smith. Darryl Powell's up there in the in the prices. Sean Wayne as well. They're all the sort of the favourites. And Brian McDermott, I think he was above Wattle. I think he was about sixteen to one, so I can't see them going for Wattle, to be honest with you. Not for me. Wattle's uh,
1: building a dynasty. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. No <laughs> Paul will chain himself to his to Wattle's front gate before he goes. <laughs> but uh, no, not for me. He's building a dynasty here. and uh, I don't think he, he he'll be right going to Leeds. I think he knows there's a unfinished business at, at Salford. So That was a mishmash of uh, the Leeds match report and the news. Uh, Next up on The Devil the Detail, what we'll do, we'll look at our Paul's amateur report and see what our amateur size did this week.
2: Well, here is this week's Devonley Detail Amateur Report. We'll start off with the National Conference Premier Division this week. Rochdale Mayfield were beaten 28 points to 22 at Lock Lane on Saturday the 4th of May. In Division 1, Saddleworth Range were beaten at home. They were beaten by Milford, 28 points to 18. Leading 6-4 at halftime, Milford Storm back in the second half to take the two points in that match. The rest of the results were all in Division 3. Huntslop Warriors 16, Waterhead Warriors 8, Oldham St. Anne's 18, Heworth 26. And a much improved Salford City Roosters were beaten this week. They were beaten 26 points to 20 against Eastmore Dragons. Salford Roosters tries coming from Paul Morgan, Christian Higgins, Jordan Parker and Mark Gilligan. They were just pipped by the Dragons. Trailing 14-4 at halftime, Salford City Roosters did come back well in that game. They stay bottom, but after a couple of good results in recent weeks. They're hanging on in there, definitely. So the fixtures for this week coming, it gets underway Friday the 10th of May. Saddleworth Rangers are away at Stanley in Division 1. On Saturday the 11th of May, Rochdale Mayfield are at home to Siddle. And in Division 3, it's Gateshead Storm against Salford City Roosters. Waterhead Warriors against Drillington and Wollstone Rovers against Oldham St. Anne's. Well, turning our attention to the North West Men's League, these are results from Saturday. The fourth of May, Division One, Folly Lane, twenty-two, Holton Sims Cross, fourteen, Division Two, Berry Broncos, twenty-four, Pilkington Rex, eight, nil, Division Four, Gaswood Stags, thirty-eight, Saddleworth Rangers, a sixteen, Division Five, Salford City Roosters, a nil, Blackpool, twenty-four. The fixtures for this coming Saturday, the eleventh of May, Premier Division is Walney Central against Rochdale Mayfield, a Division One, Oldham St Anne's, a against Folly Lane, Division Two, Berry Broncos play Charlie Panthers, Pilkington Rex, a against Langworthy Reds and West. Horton Lions against Lee Minor Rangers A. Division 4, it's Interroads Bridge Lions against Rochdale Cobras. Runcorn versus Z Rhinos. Saddleworth Rangers A against South Ribble Rabbitohs. And in Division 5, Bolton Mets are at home to Wigan Springview. Salford City Roosters A play Goldwall Parkside. And the Newton Storm play Higginshaw. Well, the student rugby league, there was a good result for the Salford Red Devils Rising Stars A team in the Division 2 of the College Northwest League. They beat Wigan and Lee College by 50 points to 26. So an excellent result there to the Salford Red Devils A. They've moved up to third in Division 2 now. So fantastic win for them and congratulations. Moving on to the Youth and Junior Leagues. There's not many results coming in from, from this weekend. Just gone Sunday the 5th of May in Division 1. Of the under-18s, Rochdale-Mayfield beat Thato Heath Crusaders by 24 points to 22. In Division 2 of the under-16s, Burtonwood 28, Folly Lane 16, Portugal Vine 0, Rochdale-Mayfield 34. And in Division 3 of the under-16s, it was Bury Broncos 40, Alston Rovers 6. The fixtures for Sunday, the 12th of May. In the Lancashire Cup of the under-18s, Sadowulf play Oldham St. Anne's. In the North West Youth Cup, under-18s Folly Lane at home to Burton Wood Waterhead Warriors play Latchford Giants and in the under-16s, sorry the under-18s, sorry, North West Youth Cup it is Holton-Farmouth against West Horton, Salford City Roosters play Langwither, Thato Heath Crusaders play Rochdale-Mayfield. The under-16s Lancashire Cup, it's Saddleworth Rangers against Newton Storm. The under-16s North West Youth Cup, it's Hindley against Waterhead Warriors and Walney Central against Oldham St. Anne's. And the under-16s North West Youth Shield, Rochdale Mayfield play Leyland Warriors West Horton play Portugal Vine and finally in the under-16s North West youth plate Berry Broncos play Burton Wood and Olverson play Caddy's Head Well, Also amateur news for you this week the Masters Rugby League has broken new ground with the first ever police game the match again hosts Saddleworth Rangers involve players from Greater Manchester and as far afield as Cumbria, West Yorkshire and Hull with GB Masters international Simon Howe and Rich Ellis of Hull Warriors, Masters amongst the visitors. Saddleworth, meanwhile, had reformed for the occasion, and with another Masters International, Chris Gaff was on board. They hope to play more Masters fixtures in the future. So whenever we hear about that on the Devil in the Detail, we'll keep you posted because it's a very entertaining afternoon. It's good to see these Masters of the game uh, playing their their trades as they get on in their years. But uh, great to see, great to see the Masters. Well, finally on this week's amateur report, I know it's not amateur, but I always like to mention the Challenge Cup as Rob will do in the main podcast, but I've got the fixtures for this coming week, it's the sixth round of the Cup, they get underway on Friday night the 10th of May, Jewsbury Rams play Halifax, that's an 8 o'clock kick-off, the televised game is Hull FC against Castleford Tigers, that's a 7.35 kick-off, Wakefield Trinity play Widness also on Friday at 745 on Saturday, 11th of May, it's Bradford Bulls against Leeds Rounds. That's a 2:30 kickoff on television. Catalan Dragons play Doncaster at 2 o'clock UK time. Salford Red Devils are at home to Hawkingston Rovers at 2 o'clock. On on Sunday, there's two more clashes: at Huddersfield Giants against St Ellen's. That's a 5 past 6 kickoff on the television. And Warrington play Wigan Warriors at quarter past two on television. So. Four matches out of the eight on telly, so mouth-watering games there to watch as well. Don't forget, get yourselves down to the AGA Bell for Salford against Hawkingston Rovers. That's all I've like got for you on the amateur report. I shall see you on Saturday for our big cup clash with Hawking. Take care.
1: So that was Paul's amateur report. And next up on The Devil in the Detail, we're going to look forward to the Hawkingster Rovers Cup tie on Saturday.
0: It's time for the
1: double of the Realtor. So, Salford Devils are at home to some Rovers in the Challenge Cup on Saturday, Paul. Massive game for Salford. Obviously, Challenge Cup excites all fans of all ages. And it's a home tie. And we're hoping to get through to the next round.
2: We certainly are. But you can't argue with a home tie in the Challenge Cup, can you? Know I mean, Hulking Rovers away would have been a tricky one. I think it's going to be a tricky one at home as well, despite their, their poor league position. They've still got some really good players, some really good strike players as well, some very experienced players. So I'm looking forward to a really good game. I mean, they're, they're a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team for me, really. On the day, they can, they can really turn it in. They've had some good results this season. Yeah, they won the whole derby, the first game of the season. But then again, they've had some some real hidings You know, they were beaten at Leeds a few weeks ago, and they were beaten. They came back in that game and they won it, actually. But they was hammered at Huddersfield as well. So they have had some strange scores. They had a really battling display of the weekend, just gone at home to St Helens, scored twenty odd points in that game and run St Helens really close. So you don't really know what to expect with them, and obviously you've got the Tim Sheen's factor as well. And my stat was um, we've got four players in our squad. Go on, Rob. Sorry Wait for this, mate. Get get comfy. <laughs> no, I was just looking at. It, we've got four players in our squad. That played for Hulkingston Rovers in the 2015 final: Chris Wellham, Ken Cio, Tyrone McCarthy, and Adam Walker. And I found that really, really interesting. Really, I mean, I'm not sure about Ken Cio because he's out injured, and he's what said he's he's been running. He's he's more or less back now and ready to play. Isn't he? so? Whether he'll, he'll feature, I'm not so sure. But the other three could do so. Uh, and you've got Tim Sheens as well. For Tim Sheens factor, you've got Ryan Lennon and Wella Haraki in the Hulkingston Rovers lineup, and Lee Jewett plays for Hull as well. He's not been in the squad of, of late. I'm not sure whether he's injured, but you know, there's, there's quite a connection there between the two teams. It could have had a bit of spice on Saturday. That's why we paid a big book, Paul. Be able to pull out stats out the fire like that. No, it was just it was just something I, I was reading. I was looking at the, um, I was doing the my preview, you know, for for you guys and the sports trust used my preview as well. And I was looking back at the the, the 2015 Cup time when OKR played Leeds, and it just dawned on me there. I thought, oh, the two I, initially, I wrote two players, Co and. Um, as well, and I thought, oh, hang on, Tyrone McCarthy's played there as so well. I think he was captain Tyrone McCarthy for the whole KR, so it was quite an interesting, interesting stat. And Adam Walker was obviously there as well, so uh, so yeah, there's quite a good connection there. And you look at the size there, who do you pick out as your danger men? I mean, obviously, there's Josh Drinkwater and Danny Maguire on the day. They're two good, good half backs, aren't they? you got Craig Hall, who's a bit of a talisman, some pace there, and, and I think it's the forward pack for me. They look a bit light in the forward pack.
1: Kine Horst, he's always a danger man for me. You know, and yeah, Danny Maguire, old Ed, knows his way around. It's going to be interesting, obviously, the battle with Hastings uh, and Lewis, who comes out on top there. Like you said, Josh Winkwater as well, he's he's a, a danger man for, for all Kingston Rovers. You know, these are good side, Old Kingston Rovers. I don't think we can go into this
2: game uh, thinking it's an easy win. On the day, they're a good side, aren't they? I think they're a bit in a hit and miss, aren't they? I think they're a side that are low on confidence at the moment. But you look at that back line there, Ryan Shaw, Ben Crooks, Will Oaks, Junior Viva. I mean, he's a big lad, that Viva. But, you know, Shaw and Crooks are are very quick, very experienced as well. Sean Lunt, the hooker, I remember a few years ago when we played him in the Cup at itself, I think they were in the Championship then, he scored two excellent tries that night, and he was probably the man of the match on the night, so you've got to watch him round the ruck, and Chris Atkin as well is a very, very clever player, so they've got some talented players in their team, I suppose it's just getting it all together on the, on, on the game day, isn't it? But they're definitely a side to, to be wary of, and, and a side that can cause you problems.
1: Do we have a weather report for Saturday? Have we had luck? Yeah,
2: it's going to be dry. going to be dry.
1: Is it big coat or small coat?
2: Put your big coat on the sofa It's always windy in it, but uh, no, I think it's, it's about 16 degrees, but dry. That's the main thing.
1: 16 degrees, dry. Um, it could all change. It. Could all change. This is true, Paul. This is true. Global warming and all that. Um, so, what's your prediction? What's your What's your prediction for the, the cup game against Hull and Rovers?
2: sofa of 34, Hull and Rovers 18. 34
1: and 18. No no backstory, just the scoreline. Have you got a backstory for me? Who's going to score?
2: i just go with the score, mate. I'm not as clever as you.
1: <laughs> clever as me? <laughs> yeah, well, well, leave that hanging. Um, what we're going to go for, I think... Um, been really
2: I have been... I have been, here,
1: yeah. I have been really close. We're getting there. No, the Nandos isn't too far away. The Nandos is not too far away. Maybe this week, Paul. Maybe. So, Salford v. Ul- Kingston Rovers at the AJ Bell Stadium. I'm thinking... Salford will go into an early lead. Hawkins Rovers peg us back. Just, as, just like Leeds really. us back just for half time. Uh, and then obviously we'll run away with it in the second half. So I'm going to go. Salford Devils. 40. Hawkingston Rovers. 16. 40-16. And I'm thinking um, maybe Daniel Murray to score the, the one just after half time rather than Joey at this time.
2: Rich Fain and Farm Daniel Moore recently with his, with his tries hasn't he I'm just looking at the other fixtures uh, the Friday night it all gets underway Dewsby, Halifax Hull FC Castleford Wakefield Widness Dewsby, Halifax is a really interesting one because you're going to have a, you know one championship side that's definitely through there to, to the quarter finals that looks a tasty tie and then on Saturday we're playing OKR obviously Catalan Dragons play Dodgers to go through Bradford Pools play Leeds Rhinos that's a tasty one Yorkshire Derby have not played each other for a few years. Huddersfield Saints is on Sunday and Warrington Wolves against Wigan on the Sunday. So, who do you pick out there, Rob? What do you reckon? Who who, who are your eight teams for the quarterfinals? Well,
1: I'm going to go Halifax to beat Dewsbury. I'm thinking, obviously, Hull FC have quite a good cup pedigree compared to Castleford. Um, They're above them in the league. So, I'm going to go Hull to beat Castleford. Uh, witness v. Wakefield. Wakefield the win. they're at home. Um, Leeds and Bradford. Now, that's interesting because obviously they're on a bit of a... Leeds Rhinos are on a bit of a spin, aren't they? True, the coach has just been sacked. But that could go either way, couldn't it? Against Bradford. Bradford are at home as well. I think they've gone about... Is it eight games undefeated as well? Or something like that. So, it's going to be very interesting. I'm going to... Should I go for Bradford there? Thinking Bradford. That's a big big
2: couple. Your...
1: So <laughs> I'm gonna go Bradford to beat then. Uh Catalan will beat Doncaster. Uh will beat all Kingston Rovers. And then Udersfield v Saints. Um Saints have just beat Udersfield recently, haven't they? At home. Uh in the Challenge Cup. So I can see that happening again. And then the final one, uh Warrington v Wigan. Warrington at home. Wigan struggling a bit scratchy
2: Warrington to win at home I've gone um, the opposite way I've I've backed Wigan to win that game I watched them on Thursday night against London and um, Radio Manchester phoned me up on Sunday I was on the phone and yeah they phoned me I was in the bath (laughs) I was in the bath it was on holiday and um, Ellen running she went oh there's a lady on the phone on Radio Manchester they want you for the phone to speak to you and there was a lady on before me from Wigan and she was really sort of despondent about their, how they were playing and things like that and I watched the game on Thursday night and I talked Wigan up really because I said they, they played quite well against London and they seem to be finding a way to win now and grinding teams down, they've won three on the spin haven't they and they sort of crept up now and they're, they're only two points behind us so they're within sort of striking distance of that top five now so I've gone for uh, for Wigan to beat Warrington in a tight game but I think that's one of those games you can go either way, I think it would be a fiery contest like Puddersfield Saints I've gone for Saints, I think Saints are too much for them, uh, I've gone for us to win obviously and the Catalan Dragons, I think, you know, he'll beat, you know, beat Doncaster. I've gone for Leeds to beat Bradford. But I was thinking today, John Keir, Bradford coach, he's got a knack of getting teams fired up, hasn't he? You know, he's won the cup with Hull, he's won the cup with Sheffield, you know, two underdog sides on the day. So I think that could be a close game. but I think Leeds might just have a bit too much pace for them. Wakefield witness Wakefield I'll win that one, I think, you know, just respect to witness Hull FC Casford it could go either way. I've, I've backed Castleford to win that one and then Jusby Halifax. I've gone for Halifax. I'd love Halifax to get through and it'd be nice for us to draw Halifax in the quarters and we could play for the Colin Dixon Memorial Trophy then, couldn't we? In the quarterfinals. That'd be tremendous if we could do that. So but I think it's going to be exciting, Rob. I think there's some great games there. If you look at the telly games as well, I think it's Bradford Leeds on the telly and Wigan against Warrington. There's some great games there to watch this this weekend. So I'm really excited, really looking forward to it.
1: Going back to your bath, Paul. was
2: it cold when you got out? The way you
1: talk sometimes it can't eat. <laughs> it wasn't boiling when you got in it might be cold when you get out
2: we well, was going out for a meal on sunday night for my mum's birthday my mum was um was 60 on on monday so um, we was getting ready to go out on sunday night and she just running with the, with the phone i don't know never bath i thought oh, chill out my back was hurting a bit and uh, she said you could hear me splashing <laughs> on the phone on radio man so i apologize but no it's great for him to phone me it's really nice for him to, to speak to me and that was great but i was hoping they weren't going to ask me you know what do you think because I didn't know what they'd phoned me up for so I was a bit taken but I just wanted to have a chat about Solfer which was really nice of them and uh, you know I was dead nervous because you know obviously I thought I don't want to drop my phone I want to knock on and not going to drop my phone in the path so no it was nice it was nice to speak to them and uh, they do they do good coverage don't they have rugby league on there I mean not as good as it could be sometimes. We love a lot of football on there, don't we? But obviously, we city, United, in, in the Manchester, and all the football sides. Yeah, I suppose it's hard in it to to fit all the rugby league in. But it was interesting to speak to them and interesting to listen to the other callers that were on, um, talking about their sides as well. So, uh, so yeah, all good. But yeah, really excited for this weekend. And uh, if you do go up to Rillington, where we stayed in uh, near Scarborough, don't if you want to go out for something to eat, go out before four o'clock because we went out for for tea on Sunday night at six o'clock, and everywhere was shut. We had to get a Chinese takeaway and and have that. Oh, but we enjoyed it. We had a good weekend away, and uh, we solved for win as well. It made it a, made it a nice weekend.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic uh, weekend for all, Paul. Yes. So that's the end of this week, sir. Devil in the Detail podcast, great show, Paul.
2: Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. And hopefully, I can get down to the studio and do it with you in the same room again next week. Cause it's good to see you. Yeah, it's been great. Obviously, both in the same room, and it saves
1: me about two hours worth of editing as well, which which is good news. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really good when we're both in the same uh, room talking about it it's a bit more personal and I think it's a, uh, it's great and
2: hopefully the listeners have enjoyed it too. Certainly mate, yeah, can't wait for for Saturday now and we'll, we'll see you all down there on Saturday afternoon, two o'clock kickoff as well. Yep.
1: Yeah, so this week, uh, this week's Devil The Detail ends, I've been Rob Parkinson, you can find us on Facebook, Devil The Detail SRD, you can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact, so thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.